Are you broadcasting to us from from France, or are you still on the road, or where are you at? I'm in my house right now, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, we came back, and uh, actually, this is a pretty big uh, event today, pretty big milestone for this show. We are, or I am, recording on my new Wi-Fi uh, setup at home, which is not a ghetto 4G uh, router, but an actual um, ADS DSL. They call this VDSL, which is supposed to be faster than ADSL. <laughs> um, and it is fairly decent, 40 megs down, about 10, 15 up for a small village in France that doesn't have fiber. Um, this, is, this is very decent. You notice a difference in it now and what your, like that 4G was? No, not really, actually. I, you know, I do feel that the movies I watch on Netflix, when I watch Netflix, it does seem a little sharper. Okay. Um, and you know that unless you go in the settings of Netflix on your account settings, um, by default, Netflix adjusts the quality of your stream to um, the speed of your internet connection. Right. So the higher the speed, the better the quality. And uh, I'm wondering if there's been a, a, sh- a, a small increase in quality. You know, it, it, it's really hard. It's really, really hard to tell. I don't have like a 4K TV on that kind of stuff. So I can't really tell uh, for sure. Um, but yesterday I was watching uh, this new uh, show on Netflix. Maybe we can talk about it later, actually. Um, and I was like, oh, this image looks sharp, man. Like, it looks really nice. And uh, I, I guess I just made the connection right now when you talk to me about this. Yeah, I use the uh, I use the quality of my Netflix stream to determine like the health of my Wi-Fi. Like if it's if it's uh, if the Wi-Fi is kind of acting up, then I will see like some pixelation, and I'll be like, oh, what's going on with the internet? But um, yeah, it makes sense. So, are you gonna get an iPhone X Plus next year or what? Or this year, probably. Uh, I will one hundred percent get an iPhone ten plus. Wow, baller. <laughs> Um, yeah, I will have to see what the cost is here. I mean, I'm on the, uh, the iPhone upgrade program anyways. So, I mean, it would just, even if the phone went up, what, a couple hundred bucks over what the iPhone 10 costs, that just adds an extra couple of dollars to my monthly payment on the iPhone upgrade program. But no, just, I mean, with price aside, uh, this, I would really want a phone like this, I think, because we've talked about this quite a bit actually on the show, but uh, you know, I always get an iPad and then I use it for a little bit and then I go through like, you know, I go through phases of when I'll use the iPad a lot for browsing and, and things like that, uh, Twitter, email. But then I'll go through times like where I'm at right now where I just haven't touched it in a month or two. And so I just I still think there's a space for mobile devices between what the iPad mini was or really just between the tablet and your typical smartphone. And it sounds like this would try to find that space. I mean, 6.5 inches. Um, for the display, we're talking about no, that's noticeably bigger than the iPhone, uh, you know, eight plus body wise. Now, if it's going to be an edge to edge screen, cause it is an iPhone 10 body wise, it may not be much bigger than the iPhone eight plus. Right. But display wise, you're talking a significant jump where I think I could see, hopefully Apple would, would give it uh pencil support. Hopefully that would be on the menu because that would be a big deal. I think for sketches, for taking notes and things like that. So I'm all in. When I saw this report, it came out of Bloomberg, by the way, Mark Gurman, 
pretty accurate reporter, so you have to think there's they're at least prototype testing this right now. Who knows if they're actually going to release it? Uh, but I was pretty stoked when I heard the news. What about you? Um, well, you know, like the plus model, regardless of the features, regardless of anything that might be amazing about the device, it's just the size is just too big for me. Yeah, you've never been a plus guy, right? The iPhone 10 is about the maximum size I can go because the 10, you know, like before the 10 came out, the rumor was, oh, it's going to be pretty much the same as the 7, um, 7 in size, size wise. And it is roughly the same, but it's, it is a still, bigger. yeah, it is still noticeably bigger, longer, wider, thicker. And, and that's as much as I can take. Now, I'm not going to lie. I would love having like an iPhone 10 plus, um, because I feel like, and it's a complaint I've had with the, the the 10 since the very beginning, we have a bigger screen on the iPhone 10 than we did on the iPhone 7, for example, which is the last phone I had before the 10, or the sure. I guess I had the 8 uh, for like a month or two. But um, the screen is bigger, but there's not more information being displayed. Like there is no real advantage. So the the, the basically your screen is taller. And if you're on Twitter, you're going to see maybe 50% more, uh, like half a tweet more, or maybe one more tweet on, on your screen. Or if you're in, if you're in Safari um, and you're comparing an iPhone 8 or an, to an iPhone 10, you're going to see a little more text um, on the 10. But it doesn't take, like the 10 doesn't take advantage of the larger screen size in the way that the iPhone Plus, like the 8 Plus does. And that to me is kind of a downside because we have this bigger screen, but we're not really doing anything with it but having a little more data. I wish um, I wish Apple had some more um, specific features similar to the ones that you could find on, on the iPhone uh, Plus, like um, having like a two columns, uh, having a sidebar in the mail application when you're in uh, landscape mode. For example, you know, that kind of nice little feature that you find on a bigger screen. Um, so for that reason, I would love to have the iPhone 10 plus if it, you know, actually happens to be. Um, but the, the, the body is just way too big. Like in my pocket, that would, it just wouldn't work. Right. This would be something I would carry around probably in like a folio case. Uh, I mean, you'd really have to commit. You'd have to go all in on this thing because it would be, I think, huge. Uh, I guess, the, I mean, I guess if they're saying roughly the size of the iPhone 8 Plus body, people are already dealing with that. I've had, mo- you know, a couple of the Plus models over the years. It wasn't, I mean, it was, you definitely have to get used to it, but it's not like, a, you can put it in your pocket. I didn't like to, though. I remember telling a story about, I think I went to uh, some type of sports event, like a basketball game or a football game or something, and I actually put my phone in a bag of, that you know, I bought something from the the apparel shop, and I put the phone in the bag because it just wouldn't fit in my pocket comfortably. Um, so there is something to how portable it's going to be. But again, I go back to what kind of features it could potentially have, and I think you hit it with uh, some of the split screen app views that we get with the Plus models. Yeah, you, it's weird that the iPhone uh, 10 doesn't do this. Uh, you get so with the eight. For those who haven't used the Plus models, you get the horizontal view of the home screen right so you can view the home screen all the icons will turn towards you not a huge advantage but it's nice when you just want to stay in in this horizontal view for a while 
and you're going in and out of apps, you don't have to keep flipping your phone orientation around. You can literally just keep it turned sideways in landscape view and uh, the icons will just be facing the correct way. You also, like you said, you get some split views in the stock apps like um, mail or notes. You can see all your notes on the left-hand side, pick from those. I believe in messages. It's been a while since I've used the Plus device, but um, in the messages app, you can see all your different threads on the left-hand side and kind of switch between them quickly without having to go back a page. Uh, so that's definitely handy. I would also hope that if you were going to do a phone this size, that again, that there would be pencil support or just some type of better stylus support and then maybe multitasking, right? Let's see multiple apps on the same screen. That's something that Android manufacturers and Samsung in particular have been doing for years. And I'm surprised Apple, I mean, I guess I'm not that surprised, right? Apple is all about the user experience. They don't think that two screen, you know, two apps on a smaller screen is is a good user experience, but it can be helpful. If I need Safari open that's got some uh, you know, data that I need to put in a note, it'd be nice to be able to just see that while I'm typing the note. And then when you think about all the stuff they've given the iPad over the last couple of years, drag and drop, things like that, I would love to see a form of that make its way to the iPhone. So I guess that's what I really envision when I read a report like this. Apple's working on an iPhone 10 Plus, a 6.5-inch smartphone that I would hope would be really geared towards business, power users, business professionals, things like that. That's funny because as we're talking about this, I launched the mail application, the stock mail application, and the stock sure. notes application and put them in portrait. Uh, I mean, in landscape, sorry, to yeah. you know, to see what it does because I never really do this. It's kind of pointless um, since it's the same view just stretched up. So when you put mail and notes in landscape, you basically have a solid inch total of empty space, you know, split up uh, between the right and the left. Uh, so you have like right. one main column in the, in the center, that's your emails, for example, or your notes. And then you have like, you know, half an inch on, to the left, half an inch to the right of just empty space, completely blank space. And I'm thinking, what is the point of this bigger screen if we're not taking more advantage of it? At this point, you know, I, I know we always talk crap about Samsung and everything. And sometimes we do about Apple, especially me, but... I, it's it's almost as if they were like, okay, let's just do a bigger screen just for the sake of doing a bigger screen. But they didn't really think about what can we do this, with this larger screen. Um, that's that's the feeling I have had since the beginning with the iPhone 10. I love the iPhone 10. You know, it's a great phone. I love it. But there is like I have a, there's a, a lack of sense I feel to all this, like a lack of meaning. Uh, to to the bigger uh, the bigger screen. Sure, uh, let's round out this report a little bit too because Bloomberg didn't just talk about the iPhone 10 Plus. They said Apple. Uh, they basically gave a preview. Um, obviously, that's if this this stuff all pans out and materializes. But gave a preview of what we might see in September from Apple. So they're saying that Apple's got three phones in the works again. Um, it's this iPhone 10 Plus this larger phone, then you would have a refreshed iPhone 10. And mind you, I wouldn't expect any design change. I think we've heard that maybe the notch would get a little bit smaller. Um, there might be some camera upgrades, obviously a faster processor, but uh, uh, the A12, but uh, not much would change, I don't think. So iPhone Plus or iPhone 10 Plus, iPhone 10, you know, refresh. And then a third, this sounds like a totally different device than what they have in their stable right now. 
Uh, this third device they said would be um, would have an L uh, LED screen, or, or I'm sorry, LCD screen. So not your uh, uh, not your OLED, which is on the iPhone 10, and what they're thinking is going to be on the iPhone 10 Plus. Um, but it would have uh, older LCD panel, uh, aluminum body. It would still have the glass on the front back, be wireless charging, but it would have an edge to edge display. Right? They're thinking, well, the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus didn't do so well because they look like older models. They've looked basically the same as you could go all the way back to the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus for that style of design. So they're thinking that's why that those didn't sell well. You get a new new design altogether, edge-to-edge display, and you give it all the features of the more expensive phones but a cheaper body. That's kind of the – that's not the route they've taken in the past when they've gone after the the lower end market. If you remember the iPhone 5C, that was a cheap body and also cheap parts, and it just didn't sell well. It wasn't – it was like a year-old tech kind of deal. I believe the same situation happened with the iPhone SE, although that one's a little more powerful because the tech had progressed further, and it had a nicer body, but it still didn't have like the cutting-edge features. So now they've got a new approach where they go, okay, let's let's make the body we know how to make. It's inexpensive, and we know it's going to work. It looks good. But let's give it the updated features with uh, Face ID and edge-to-edge display, and let's see how that sells. And I think that's an interesting new approach. I think they'll, they'll probably see more success with that, depending on pricing and obviously other things. Uh, but I thought that was an interesting part to uh, this report here. Uh, another kind of interesting story uh, that's popped up over the last couple of days. I don't know if you saw this, and I meant to put a stupid link in the <laughs> in the show notes here, but it was reported that uh, Netflix CFO told uh, in an interview said that Netflix is going to spend eight billion dollars uh, this year in 2018. Damn, and that's that's a high number, right? You're and you're going okay. That's original programming. That's a really high number, and on its own is impressive and kind of startling. But then you hear. They're doing it to produce 700 new original TV what? series and movies. 700. If you thought – and I haven't not heard this from somebody. Anytime I've looked at Netflix with another person, they go, man, there's just so many choices. And it's literally just like a, uh, it's said in an overwhelming manner like, man, I'm never going to watch all this. And uh, so when you think about that, what's already available on Netflix, and then you think about they're going to add 700 more options over the next year. And that's just original options. That's not them signing a licensing deal for another popular TV show or movie that's from a different studio. That's 700 new titles from Netflix alone. And I think that should kind of show you what the what the stakes are in this original programming bid and why Apple's kind of going nuts on this. I mean it seems like – once or twice a week, we get a new report that, oh, Apple just green-lighted this series or, oh, Apple just green-lighted this movie or Apple just poached this talent from Twitter to head up the the new movie studio, you know? So it just – I think it kind of gives you uh, an idea of what the stakes are. Amazon's playing big. Uh, Apple's obviously playing big. Netflix has been playing bid and big. And I think that uh, even Facebook is, is throwing some weight around with uh, – I know they have this Tom Brady special. Uh, I believe they also have the ball is life, the the ball family, the basketball players. I believe they also have that one. They have a few kind of viral hit shows. So everybody's in the game, and it's just kind of up to us to to choose with our dollars what where we want to spend it and what we want to watch. Um, I, 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 I need to clarify something here. That's not 700 
different TV shows, right? That's 700 episodes of TV shows. So say there's 10 episodes in a season. It depends, I guess, on the show, but if there's 10, and so that would be 70 shows at 10. That, that can't be, that can't possibly be 700 different TV shows. I mean, that that's just completely unwatchable. That It's just un, unmanageable. You know, like, how do you manage 700 different relationships with studios and everything? That, that's, that can't be right, right? Well, it says 700 TV shows and movies. So I'm guessing a big chunk of that is movies. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree. You'd, we'd probably need a little clarification on whether it's separate series or just TV shows. But honestly, either way... Because of the scale of this, it doesn't make that like it doesn't change the the statement to me that much if it's individual shows or if it's counting totally different series. Because either way, it's a large number, seven hundred. When you think that those are movies, or when you think that those are, I you know I don't know. That's if you just said seven hundred titles, we're working on seven hundred different things for this year. Again, with a with a service that's already saturated, um, it just blows my mind. You're going to add seven hundred new things to that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can't imagine that seven hundred different things. You tell me seven, seven, 80 movies because I see here on Variety.com eighty movies about eighty movies. So and so seven hundred minus eighty that's six twenty, and then. I mean, even if you have like 60 different shows at 10 episodes each, that sounds like an insane amount of content. Like, I mean, like, right. Right. I mean, you couldn't even watch it in in a year. You know, you couldn't watch well, it in a year. Well, maybe if you, if that's your job, like sitting in front of the TV, <laughs> that's a pretty core job, by the way. Where do I, yeah, where do I sign up for that one? <laughs> well, just finished Narcos 11, guys. It's really good. <laughs> so here's... My question too would then be: It says new original TV shows, but they already have a lot of original series in the works. Are they counting second and third and fourth seasons to those original TV shows? Yeah, I don't know. Because then that doesn't feel as overwhelming, right? If you're just if you're counting season two of Jessica Jones, that's already there. Like you could watch Jessica Jones if you want. That's one option. But if it's a totally different – if they're not counting that at all. So, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of nuance here in in what that number is. But, again, it's just still kind of – it's still mind-blowing. Yeah. So you're going to spend $8 billion to produce original content. And you've already got like a big share of the pie, right? Netflix has a huge share of the streaming market. And they're just – you know, they're not resting on their laurels, obviously. They're just going to keep banging it out. And I guess, I mean, what else do you want to do if you want to grow? You can bring the service to new countries, right? Uh, right. But that's a limited growth. At some point, you can't you can't create new countries to create new users, but you can uh, create more and more and more and more content to attract more and more people to be the only service that people talk about. You know, people want to talk about Stranger Things. When, when you talk about Stranger Things, it's Netflix. Uh, when sure. you talk about House of Cards or when you talk about Narcos, like you were saying, that's Netflix. So if we, if Netflix can have the conversation about more and more and more of its shows, more and more people are going to sign up to see these shows. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's that's a great way of growing. And I feel like for Netflix, um, unless you're buying users and spending in marketing to grow, like this, like your content in their case is their best marketing, really. 
Yeah. I'd agree with that. Speaking of, what's this new Netflix show you're watching? I'm watching a French TV show. So not something you're probably going to be caring about. Oh, I got like super excited about this. I was like, cool, he's got a new show. What is it? No, sorry. No, it's a French TV show. It's called Marseille. Marseille is the second largest city in France. Um, it is a city that has the reputation of being fairly dangerous. Um, if you read the news or watch the news, every few days there is like some guys being shut down um drug related you know drug related uh, murders and stuff like this it, it's pretty it's pretty nasty um obviously the whole city is not like that um but um it doesn't have a great reputation right now but marseille is a beautiful city it's on um it's on the mediterranean sea uh right across the street from uh from the top of the african continent uh, so it's it's a beautiful place, but so they have this TV show. It's about the the mayor of Marseille, and there is a change of mayor, and it's politics and sex and murders, and uh, it's it's a great show, very very good. But it's in French. It might they might have it dubbed in English, uh, but it's never as good as watching in the ori- original language. Um, you might watch it, you know, in subtitles, but again, it's it's sometimes sometimes you just want to watch TV to relax and not have to read for an hour. Uh, so, so your mileage may vary, but if you speak French or if you don't mind watching something dubbed in English or with subtitles, um, give it a watch. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it sounds interesting. The si- the city sounds interesting, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Any other new shows or movies you've seen lately on streaming? Uh, what have I been watching? No, I think that's the only thing I'm catching up with right now. Okay. You, I was going to say, you can't say Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a new Big Brother uh, since... Celebrity. Th- yeah. Celebrity Big Brother. See? Yeah. You, you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I saw no Big Brother for me this... Um, Right now, I'm waiting for the real Big Brother, the one that's coming up this summer. Uh, I actually have a ton of these. Now I feel terrible because you have none. And I'm like, now it sounds like I just sit in front of the TV and watch new Netflix stuff. But uh, I am currently watching the new show Altered Carbon. I feel like that's gotten fairly, you know, quite a bit of uh, recognition uh, over the last couple of weeks. I tried watching this for a few episodes and I couldn't get into it. And maybe it's because of the actor too, because I can't stand him. Everybody says that. He's just not a very good actor. No, he was in, he House, was of in House of Cards. Yeah, I didn't like him. And I still don't like him right now. You, almost, you feel like he got there because of his looks, right? He's a taller guy, he's super jacked, big muscles, but he just, he has this deadpan way of talking and it's just not good. But honestly, the technology and the story around it is what kept me kept me going. Because I agree, the guy's not a great actor. But uh, when you're talking about they're, – they're basically in the future and you can do uh, – people don't really die. You have these little discs. They call them stacks and they put them – they're implanted. And that's what kind of stores your consciousness. And I don't know if they ever say soul, but it definitely – that's where your like internals are. And so if your body dies, they call it a sleeve – you can have that stack and move it. They call it spinning back up into another sleeve. And so basically, if you're really wealthy and you can afford all these sleeves, as long as your stack is okay, you stay alive and forever. And so it's definitely like this trippy concept. And I don't know, I've gotten into it, but it's it's slow going at times. And I totally agree, the main guy is just a terrible actor. Um, I've also gotten into, okay, do you have Hulu or have you ever had Hulu? No, never. There is a show on Hulu that I feel like I'm a year late to because it, it got a ton of recognition probably a year or two ago. But it's called Handmaid's Tale. And it is 
the craziest storyline I have ever seen in a TV show. Probably, I'm not going to talk a lot about it. It's it's pretty inappropriate. It's not something I'd recommend to like my mom or you know like my uncle, like family or you know friends that I know wouldn't be interested in this type of stuff. But it's just it's a crazy show. I binged it. I watched the whole first season in a couple of days, like ten episodes. So super intriguing uh, TV show there. And then one other from Netflix I'll share is uh, Dirty Money. This is really interesting because, well, the only episode I've watched so far is on Volkswagen. But it was about that whole scandal where Volkswagen sold these diesel engine cars and they said it's clean diesel. And they told everybody this and they basically installed software that was made to uh, beat the emissions tests. So these people at the whatever government regulatory agencies would test these and they'd go in a lab and they'd say, wow, these are burning clean right in the, you know, the right window of admitted carbon or emitted carbon. Um, so they're good to go. And then they literally, that was their whole marketing campaign. Here we have a car that gets great gas mileage. It's fun to drive and it's burns clean. Like it's not doing damage or as nearly as much damage to the ozone and to the earth in general. And then they found out people started testing these things on the road, which is pretty complicated. You have to put these big contraptions in the back of the cars, attach it to the the exhaust pipe, and then collect all that data. And it was coming in at like fifty to eighty times higher than what they were. It's not no little. It's not a little jump here. It's not like a, a little thing. These guys not only were lying, but they were lying huge. And this show is just so well put together, very high product production quality, uh, that they just. Uh, they interviewed a lot of people. They showed a lot of like the uh, like the court tapes of these people being interviewed by lawyers and litigators and things like that, prosecutors. They showed uh, – they talked to doctors and what they thought the health impact and they thought that this attributed to thousands of deaths, this, this big lie covered up by Volkswagen with these uh, carbon emissions. So anyways, super – they have like five or six episodes of these. They're about an hour long if not more. But I just I thought this Volkswagen one was so intriguing. I remember this being in the news, right? I think everybody does. Oh, yeah. Volkswagen gets slapped with a fine by the U.S. government. They had to recall some half a million cars. They had to buy them all back. Um, but this really shined some light on it, and so very interesting. If you're looking for uh, documentary type stuff to to watch, very good. Uh, well, you. I think the best way to follow up our Netflix watching habits is our. Uh, uh, some updates on our New Year's resolutions. I will let you go first on this because, well, I think you have more to say about this than I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So um, so I have a few New Year resolutions. We talked about it at the very beginning of the year. I think it was the first episode of the year. Um, to sum it up very briefly, my New Year resolutions wa- was to uh, walk walk more. So, you know, I do 8,000 steps a day starting on January 1st. I start, I increased this 9,000 steps a day. I'm going to say the same thing I say every time I say that, because every time I say that, some people will come back to me and say, well, 9,000 steps is not much. I do 18,000 steps every single day. Blah, blah, blah. Great. Great for you. I have a very uh, sedentary <laughs> lifestyle. I don't move much. I stay at my desk because I work from home. And um, if I didn't force myself to do these steps, um, I definitely wouldn't make them uh, just by going 
on with my day. Uh, besides, I do it every single day. Um, I've missed only two days in the last three years when I get surgery. So like it's it's a commitment. It's not just one day I'm going to have 18,000 and then the next day it's Sunday I'm not doing anything. I'm hangover and I have only like 1,000. No, it's every single day, no matter what, even when I'm super, super sick, which I was a couple of weeks ago. Um, just do it. Uh, my other... Um, my other resolution was to eat uh, better, which I've kind of been doing. Uh, you know, I've done this big fast, uh, five days, this water fast. I've uh, gone vegetarian for a week or so last week. I guess we didn't talk about that. Um, and I think I'm going to be... So I'm going to go uh, on a ski trip uh, this week, um, next week. And I think when I come back, I told my wife, I'm going to do another fast, I think. Not five days, but I'm going to do another one. Um, drinking, I wanted to drink less, um, sleeping, I wanted to sleep more and better, uh, reading, I wanted to commit myself to 20 minutes at least of reading a day and, uh, focusing more. I, something I, I wanted to do, I've been all over the place and, and, uh, and, uh, I wanted to be more focused in my life, but mostly in my, uh, in my work. So, these are my, my new resolutions. Now I'm going to go briefly about uh, over what I'm doing for each of these things and how I use um, technology in some cases to improve this. So the first one is walking. Uh, for a very long time, for the past what year and a half, I just uh, used the stock health application. Um, I didn't use any specific app for tracking my steps. Um, so I just, you know, have my watch. If I go on a walk, I, I start uh, a new workout, outdoor walk, and I go for a walk and I stop it when I come home. But then a few days ago, I found out about a really cool new application called, um, called, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the label of the app and it's not the actual name. So let me see because it's in my purchase. Um, what is the name of that app? Come on. Uh, I think it's called Step App. Uh, <laughs> if that's the uh, name. <laughs> yeah, it, it's terrible. It's a terrible name. Uh, yeah, it's called Steps, Steps App Pedometer. Pe uh, pedometer, pedometer. I don't know how you pronounce it. You couldn't it. remember it, though? Pedometer. Well, I guess I was looking at What's the wrong that one. What's Step? Step, no, I was looking I at have? I was looking at an, another one right now that I have on my home screen on the second page, and that was the wrong one. Steps app is the one, and it is really cool. It's it's free, but you, it's very limited. So I Im immediately bought like the three dollar one time fee. It's not like a subscription or anything, and it tracks your step. Um, it displays your step count, uh, your daily, weekly, your average, yearly and stuff in a very, very simple and nice way, in a way that um, the health application doesn't really do. Uh, the health application is great for logging your data. It's not so good for displaying it. I really like this app. Um, they have also like a nice complication for your watch so I can see my steps all day. Um, before that, I used a different app um, uh uh, what was it? The app that I used to display my step count on uh, my home screen. It's called Health Face. Uh, a cool app that allows you to display any kind of health-related data on your uh, on your watch face. Very cool. Uh, but it was, I don't know, it was always kind of late. Like it didn't sync very well with the health app, whereas Steps app seems, seems to be syncing much better. But what I really like about Steps app is that it has, uh, like the watch app as a... Uh, 
a you can start workout directly from the watch app and the the watch app screen when you start a workout is really cool because it, you actually see how many steps you're making something that you can't see with the workout application the stock workout application you only see the distance but you don't see an exact number of steps which sometimes you know when it's the end of the day sometimes and maybe i'm sick and i really don't want to get 9000 steps but i still need to do it I just go and want to have the exact n- amount of steps and no more because I'm, you know, I'm tired or I'm, I'm sick. So this app is really helpful in telling me, you know, if I, if I go out and I know I need like 1600 steps to get to 9,000, then I just like stare at the watch just to get this 1600 and then boom, I'm done. Um, anyway, so it's a great application, Steps app and, um, great application for the phone and great application for, uh, the watch, which I think is where it shines really much. Eating, um, I'm not using any app. I'm just trying to be more conscious of it. Um, right now, I don't know, this past week, I have uh, my, my, my family was on vacation, so I was with everybody and we traveled a little bit. So I've been eating crappy pretty much every day. Um, and I know I'm going to be eating crappy for the next week since we'll be at the mountains eating lots of cheese, drinking lots of wine. I know that, that's for sure. Um, but when I come back, I'll be back to it. Drinking is something that I don't track with an app, even though I did for a while, but that was too tedious and it didn't bring me any kind of relevant data. I just knew how much I was drinking. Um, but I've been much more aware of it and um, I've drastically reduced the amount of alcohol that I drink at night. Before, I used to drink a few glasses of wine every night. And then around two in the morning, I would be up for like an hour, two hours. And I think that was my body processing all this sugar that I had been drinking, you know, in the wine. Um, and since st- now, I most of the time, I just don't drink at all at night. Maybe I'd have a beer before dinner. If I'm eating outside or at my parents or something, I'd have a glass of wine or two or maybe more, you know, if it's like a a nice dinner party. But like as a general rule, when we're at home, I don't even drink anymore. I don't even think about it anymore. I'm at this point where I don't even think about it anymore. And I sleep, it helps me sleep much better. And it's nice because I don't have to go empty the empty glass um, bottles as often as I used to. Um, Sleeping. So now I've been tracking my sleep since, what, mid-December, I think with an app, an Apple Watch app called Autosleep. And it's a really neat application that you don't have anything to do. You just um, install it on your phone, install it on your watch, and it just tracks your movement at night. The great thing about it is that it's automatic. Um, You don't have to press a button to say, I'm sleeping. You don't have to press a button to say, I'm awake. It just knows by the movements you make. The downside is you have to wear the watch at night to sleep, um, which, which is fine to me now. It's been over two months, so I'm used to it now. I just have to adjust the way I charge my, uh, or when, at what time of the day I charge my watch. But, uh, I've been making it no problem. Uh, you can also use the app without the, wa- without the watch, but, uh, I, I guess it's not as, um, as precise in the way it measures your sleep. But this thing is like incredibly precise and accurate in your sleep tracking. like It knows when you go to bed. It knows when you're laying down. It, it knows if you're, for example, like uh, in your bed, but you're, I don't know, reading a book or watching something, or maybe you're on your phone. It knows it. And then when you put your phone down, 
Um, it's going to start tracking your sleep. It's tracking your sleep. I guess it knows that, you know, you're maybe like getting in place to sleep or something. Then if you say, go pee in the middle of the night or wake up in the middle of the night, you go drink some water or something. Like it knows you're up and then it's going to know you're back to sleep. And in the, in the morning, when you get up, it's going to tell you, you slept seven hours and 53 minutes. And it shows you like a nice graph of your sleep. It tells you when you were awake, it tracks your heartbeat, um, showing you, um, your quality sleep, uh, deep sleep, um, your heartbeat, which I already mentioned, like it's a wealth of information about your sleep, um, and there is a sister app called HeartWatch made from the same guy. And both together like get you like an incredible amount of data about your sleep and your heart rate. Uh, so I use both. I don't really watch my heart, uh, my heart rate, but um, I pretty much look at my sleep every, every morning. Like the app is way too, uh, there's way too much information or it's not condensed enough maybe. Uh, the app is very overwhelming but uh, they have like this main screen where it's um, it's basically a clock and it, it shows you how many hours you were sleeping. For example, I see that this morning I was up from 5.30 to 7 and I couldn't go back to sleep. And then at 7, I went back to sleep a little bit. So I see that there is like this black gap and I know I wasn't sleeping. It tells me I went to sleep at 1.07. I went to sleep very late last night, much more, much later than usual. And it is, I mean, I, I remember I, I put my phone down. It was one in the morning. And this thing says I fell asleep at one or seven, which seems fairly accurate. You know, I, I probably didn't fall asleep right away, but uh, it's, it's mighty accurate. So this helps me visualize my sleep. And it also helps me see when I drink alcohol, my, my nights are more agitated. Like I don't sleep as good. I can see my heart rate is going high in the middle of the night. And sometimes I can see that I'm up in the middle of the night or like have restless sleep. This app is just awesome for that. I can't remember the price. Uh, it might be like two or three dollars, but well worth it uh, to me. A couple more reading, um, trying to read 20 minutes a day. Uh, pretty hard um i'm because i don't want to i don't want to make it i'd like to be a to make it a habit but i don't want to force myself to read 20 minutes just to say i read 20 minutes on a timer i want to be you know i want to read 20 minutes or more so what i usually do i don't read every day 20 minutes but sometimes i'm going to read for an hour an hour and a half and then you know i call i do that for and that covers like two or three days and then uh, two or three days later, I'm going to read for an hour. I'll read a chapter because I don't like to stop in the middle of a chapter. And um, and and that's it. I've been pretty bad again this past week because I was traveling and everything. But I, uh, since uh, mid-December, really, even before the beginning of the year, I was really good at, at it. I read already two books. I'm at two and a half books. That's two and a half more books than I've been reading in the past 10 years because I haven't read... Z I've read zero book in the past 10 years. So... Even if I stopped right now, I would just be um, in the black because because I, I've read more than I have in the past. And finally, my my last goal was being more focused, and that's still something I'm working on. But an app that I've been using that's really helping me be more focused is an app with a terrible icon called Do. It's spelled D U E, and I guess I'll put the note the the link in the show notes. It's uh like a to-do application that kind of nags you, reminds you about things. Um, I, I basically set 
things that I have to do every day. Um, so every morning I, I have a, a notification coming up at 9.30 telling me to write a post for IDB, like publish a tutorial. And again, this past week, traveling, not being good at it, but in the past few weeks, I was uh, on it every day. Uh, every weekday anyway. So I have this and then I have something to tell me to do my back stretching because sometimes I forget about it and this thing nags me. Like if I don't, if, you know, I get the notification, you can be lazy and say, done, you know, or you don't do anything and the notification is going to come back every five minutes to notify you, hey, you can get to do your back stretching. Hey, it's noon. It's time to stretch your back. Hey. So you can reschedule or snooze this an hour or three hours or whatever you want to customize it to. Um, and I do this for work. So every work day, uh, I have something specific. Every morning I have to write a post, but in the afternoon I have a very specific, uh, specific things to do related to the website um, or ongoing things on the site or content or anything related to, to the site, basically. Things that you might not see as a reader, but things that I, that I do to improve the site. And v- just having this thing it's kind of like a schedule, right? I could use, I guess, a calendar um, and put this in a calendar. But having this thing like nag me or, and every, mon- every morning at 9.30 telling me, hey, you got to publish a tutorial. Hey, five minutes later, uh, are you working on this? Are you, are you doing it? Uh, is very, very helpful and helps me really focus more. Like, or at least be aware that, hey, I've got my, my phone telling me or my watch telling me I need to do this. And that's a good thing because if it wasn't here to tell me to do it, I'd probably be slacking uh, online, doing something that I, you know, wasting time doing something I don't really need to do. Um, so this do app um, is very helpful um, in this in this uh, specific matter to help me get more focused by reminding me every day what I need to do at, at a specific time. And that's the end of my apps and um, and resolutions. Oh, very very good. Now I feel like the kid who showed up for a test that didn't study. <laughs> to be fair, Sebastian came up with this. This was pretty much improvised. It wasn't like, hey, we're planning to share our uh, apps that we use to complete our resolutions. Uh, true. Uh, yeah, that was. I put it on the show notes, but that was like five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> right. Sorry. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. I don't. I just. I. I one. I don't. I didn't lay out my New Year's resolutions like you did in terms of and I didn't I just didn't have like this huge list like my new year's resolution are basically always like be a little more focused you know keep keep working to get in better shape you know that's eat healthier things like that be be a healthier individual and I think like my goal was kind I wanted to like try to do something something to earn more money right like side financial things so I invested in like cryptocurrencies and I got the app Robinhood and I have that automatically invest some money into just general stocks or indexes or whatever. Um, so I like, I, I had that kind of stuff. I, I guess that would count, right? Robinhood, the app Robinhood is, yeah. uh, very, very handy. There's no trader fees, which is a big deal. Uh, because if you go through like an e-trade or if you go through just an actual broker, uh, they'll usually charge you a fee or like a monthly or like a annual fee, but, They'll even charge you like a per trade fee, and Robinhood doesn't have any of that. It's uh, and it's a it's a great app, really good interface. And actually, I just uh, I got a notice that they're about to get into allowing you to buy cryptocurrency straight from the Robinhood app. 
It's a long waiting list. They're rolling it out, I think, state by state. But I thought that was a, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, for health and stuff, I, like you, I, I really just use the health app itself, and I just I try to close my rings. Like I set pretty high goals for uh, what I want my calories and my uh, uh, exercise time to be for the day, activity time, and then I just I try to close those every day. In fact, I just got a notification this morning that I. Like I crushed whatever the February challenge goal was. So I got whatever medal Apple was giving out if you hit so many. But I, I hit 88 miles uh, run. Well, I guess cool. it counted everything. I've been wearing my watch more. But uh, I know at least 80% of that has got to be uh, me running at the gym. Because like you, otherwise I have a pretty sedentary sedentary lifestyle. I work at a desk. I'm there yeah. most of the day. It's not like, you know, I've worked in retail and some other places where you walked 18,000 steps in a day. Um, that's just part of your workload, but that's just not the case anymore. So I know most of that's running 88 miles. That's pretty good. I think I've hit well over 100 before. So I, I might want to step that up a little bit for the month of March. I guess February was three, you know, three days shorter than most months anyways. But um, so, yeah, I'm definitely staying with the running thing. That's every morning. It's one of the first things I do when I wake up. I go to the gym and uh i try to knock out a 5k which is 3.2 miles and then i come back and i take my dog jacks on a walk there's a, a park nearby and i take him on a walk and that usually adds another mile maybe mile and a half so it's great exercise and he loves it really enjoys it um in terms of eating eating that's where i fall so quick two. question quick question you probably hit uh, like easy seven eight nine thousand steps every single day like just by the running, like, I mean, if you do like 3K, that's about 6,000 steps. Uh, a 5K, I mean, three miles, that's 5K, about 6,000 yeah, steps. Miles. Yeah, so you probably, if you go for another mile, it's 8,000 steps. Yeah, you probably hit, hit uh, 8,000, 9,000 steps every day, easy. Yeah, I want to say I moved my goal to like 7,000 steps, and I think I hit that most every day. Don't get me wrong, there are definitely some days where... Maybe I was out too late the night before or something. I still get to the gym. Like that's what I found is consistency is key. Just get there. Even yeah. if you just walk like a mile, you know, even if you're just like, you just feel terrible. It's not going well or whatever. It, just get there, get there and do put something down on paper. Basically. I feel like it's a matter of discipline, you know, like it's like sure. you got to do it. Like my steps, it's yep. discipline. Like you got to do it. I mean, to me, it's personal challenge, personal discipline. You know, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Sometimes my wa my wife, like right now it was minus 10 degrees. Uh, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it, it is way below freezing, freaking cold. And then we're coming back from dinner. It's like 10 o'clock PM and I don't have my steps. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I got to walk like two miles right now in the city. Um, and she's like, oh, but you don't have to do it. Like, it's freezing outside. Like, it's literally freezing. Uh -huh. And I'm like, no, you know, self-discipline, self-challenge. I have to do it. And I, I think, you know, that I commend you. Like, you go to the gym all the time like this because it is, it is self-discipline. And this in itself is a huge achievement. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh I don't have quite the the spotless track record that you have, only missing twice in three years. But I do like I I go more often than not for sure. And I want to say I'm on at least a three week streak right now where I haven't missed at all on any of the days. So that's seven days a week. That's even on the weekends. And uh, yeah, so I do that. I feel like that keeps me healthy on the exercise side. But again, my you know, trying to eat healthy while also trying to go out with friends and, 
you know, be uh, just loving the way food tastes. And uh, there's a, there's a part of me I don't want to be that complicated person either. I don't want to be the only person in the group that's like, hey guys, can we look for something a little more low carb or can we get the Michelob <laughs> Ultra? Can we get the Michelob Ultra pitcher instead of the Budweiser pitcher? Just please, you know, like it's it's pretty tough to do that. So I don't. It's not impossible. It's not something that I just absolutely can't do. I could obviously do it, but. It's just uh in my in my head I just go ah whatever just just give me the the heftier beer I guess and I'll just I'm going to the gym tomorrow so obviously work some of it off but so I'd like to get more disciplined in that and as always my uh my goal by the summer is to have a six pack one of these days it's gonna happen one of these days you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be like man Cody's posted like twenty pictures of his half six pack today <laughs> be like it's there I did it. I don't know what to tell you, but I'm taking more pictures, so get ready. I, I do this joke every time, but the only six-pack you're going to have is a six-pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. I mean, I have the, I, I can have those now. So. <laughs> I just post a picture of a six-pack of beer. I did it, guys. Like I the, knew I could do taking it. Taking a selfie like in the mirror, you know, like shirtless with a six-pack of beer in front of your, your stomach, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that's where I'm at health wise. And like I said, I think I went through, I just didn't have that many uh, resolutions laid out. So, uh, I think I went through the health stuff and, uh, yeah. <coughs> what about push-ups? Are, are you still doing any of these? Not, not as frequent as I was doing them. So let me tell you, I have a set of, they're called Bowflex Select Tech weights and they are, uh, they're just like, uh, adjustable weights. Like I can, I can make them weigh, 10 pounds or five pounds, or I can make them weigh 50 pounds. And I have these set up next to my desk and I can just, I use them anytime I want. So if I think about it, I'll go, okay, I'll do a set of this or I'll do a set of this. You know, I know basic, basic workouts and uh, just from playing sports in like high school and college and stuff. So I'll do those. And then sometimes I'll throw in some pushups. Here's something I've been very consistent at. I've been, I've been planking. I've been doing planking every morning for probably the last two weeks. And that's really, it's a yoga term, but it's where you just kind of hold yourself in a flat position, almost like you're about to do a push up, mm -hmm. but you just hold yourself in that position. And I feel that in my abs. Like I feel it probably the most there. Obviously, you feel it in your arms, you're holding your body weight up. But uh, I definitely, I like that better than sit ups or crunches. It, and it feels good. And I think it's a more total. Yeah, I don't know about total body workout, but it's core. You hear core all the time. I feel it, you know, all around the core. <laughs> so that's something I've been doing consistently, and I think that's something I'm going to keep up. I've done that in the past, too. I've gone, like, where I just planked every morning for an entire month, and there's just something it does to your overall fitness feeling. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it definitely – I feel better. I feel more fit when I'm able to plank, you know, three minutes without dropping. Actually, I do these every single day. Um, that's part oh, nice. of, Yeah, that's part of my uh, back warm-up before doing my back stretches. I do these every day because because of my back problems, I cannot do sit-ups. But when it, it just damages my back. But when you have a bad back, what you need is like a stronger core, like stronger abs. And uh, my chiropractor in California had recommended that I do uh, these planks, and I do them on my forearms, so I don't have my arms like straight. I do it on the forearms, and I usually do it. Well, I don't usually. I always do it. 
uh, three times one minute and sometimes a little more. Uh, but three times one minute is what I feel is uh, um, good, good enough. Uh, good enough that I feel something, but not to the point where you know I have to spend like 20 minutes uh, doing that kind of stuff. I don't want to spend 20 minutes. I don't want to suffer. I just want to have like a little workout uh, for, my, for my core and, and part of my routine. Okay. Do you feel like it's easier to do it on your forearms or does that make it more challenging? The Cairo said that it made it more challenging to be on your um, on your forearm. That's why I'm okay. doing it. Yeah, yeah. I might mix that in there then, if it uh, gives you a little bit of different yep. feeling, yep. makes it a little tougher. I would also like to stretch. This is something I I do. I mean, I always kind of stretch before I run, anyways. Right, like you do whatever the you try to get your calf stretched and your. Uh, different leg muscle stretch, but I would like to do more just total body stretching. I'd eventually like to get into yoga. And I've said this before. I think there are a lot of benefits to doing yoga, but I'll tell you what I've done in the past. I've done, what is that uh, really popular uh, head exercise? P90X. Have you ever heard of this P90X? Oh yeah. It, it, it's a 90 day program and they have you go through uh, different workouts each day, but there's a yoga day every week. And believe it or not, that is the toughest day for me in that whole workout program. I could do, you know, I could do the cardio stuff. I could do the arms, the back, you know, all the workout workouts. The leg workouts were always really tough. But yoga, man, an hour and a half of just trying to basically hold up your body weight was just, it was the toughest thing. It was kind of a turnoff too at the time because I thought, I think I went in with the mindset of, oh, the yoga, I'm basically stretching for an hour. I, I love this. I'm in. And then, nope. That's not what it is. It's uh, there's a lot of stretching, but you definitely like have to manipulate your body weight quite a bit, and it's just it, you got to be in really good shape to do those poses perfectly. Well, and there is several kinds of yoga. I mean, there's a yes. million kind of yoga and varying levels to each kind. Yes, and but the most uh, typical one is a little bit of stretches and a little bit of core strengthening, really, in and stuff that um, just makes you stronger without having to lift weight or anything like this. Um, right. So, yeah, maybe um, explore different good yoga studio like this. There are chains or like yoga studios where um, you can have like one week free and limited when you, you know, as a trial or something. And then you can try their different classes and see the ones that you really like. I know the ones I really liked uh, towards the end with the hot yoga, where it's like hundred something degrees in the room. And yeah, you're I've heard a lot of good things about sweating that. Sweating like a pig for like an hour. Um, these, these feel really, really good. Even if you take it easy, you don't have to follow everything. Sometimes you can take breaks, you know, like just follow your body and, and do what it says. But uh, it just feels super good after. Yeah, so maybe I'll look into that. <laughs> I was just going to like look up an app in the app store, like show me yoga. <laughs> but uh, no, I, the hot yoga really appeals to me. So I might I might try to look into that locally. It, do you still do yoga pretty often or is it good or uh, good for your back, bad for your back? Yeah, it wasn't really good for my back. I um I and I guess I guess, you know, I can I could have been more selective in the stretches I was doing in a class. Um but ultimately like I, I felt like it wasn't helping my back and the Cairo also said, Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you should stay away from this. There's just too much movement uh going on for your back that that uh, that I should I would I would have to sit out half of the class to make it beneficial 
uh, or to get something out of it without hurting myself. So that's when I was like, yeah, maybe I should just stop altogether. And and I and I stopped. And now we're in France, and in, in where we live, it's uh, there's there's no real yoga studio. Like there are yoga classes, but my wife just is just like devastated because it's like total crappy you know country yoga for old people basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh so then you know I, I, right now i just don't have the time like for even even if i had even if i there were good yoga studios in town like i wouldn't have the time for it time waits for no man that didn't really make sense in that context but whatever <laughs> uh anything else resolution wise i guess anything else you want to talk about we're kind of at the end of the show notes here yeah i think um uh, I'm I'm glad we went back on these uh, these resolutions. I've wanted to, to share these apps for a while because a lot of people ask me on Twitter um, when I mention sometimes, rarely, some of the stuff. Like people always ask me, like, what do you use for sleep? What do you use uh, for uh, steps? Uh, so I'm glad um, we we had this show um, where I could share these apps. And then going forward, uh, if people ask me, I can always refer them to this episode uh, because these are really my main health fitness and and focus application that I use. Let's add some context to this. And it's probably doesn't make sense to do it at the end of the show, but at least no. we get it in there. Yeah. We're recording this a little bit early, right? This is a Thursday because uh, you're going up into the mountains to go skiing, which sounds awesome. I'm super jealous. But uh, in the event that uh, Tim Cook steps down from CEO tomorrow on Friday <laughs> or something crazy happens... Then you're like, why would they not talk about this on their Monday podcast? It's because we record a little bit early, um, but it'll still go out same time. You're still going to get your weekly. Speaking of commitment and discipline, we've it feels like we've done a very good job of making sure we get a weekly show in every week over the last couple of years now. Um, so we did it again this week. And uh, but yeah, just for a little context, in case you're like, why are they not talking about this huge news story? Well, it's because we record it before it came out, probably. Yep. Um, but that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoy your little vacation. Um, have fun with those putting those chains on those tires. Oh. <laughs> and uh, don't get hurt skiing. I've heard a lot of terrible skiing accident stories, so don't get hurt skiing. Uh, all right. Thank you. I'll do my best. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Yes. Bye-bye.